Prior to the 20th century, a global human population soaring over 7.5 billion would have been thought of as insanity. But human ingenuity gave rise to the Industrial Revolution, and along with it, massive changes to the ways humans did a lot of things, including agriculture. Some say these changes came with too high a cost, unsustainable practices that have needed to be corrected now for generations, overfishing, deforestation, soil erosion, and a host of other problems have been attributed to the way we feed and support ourselves. It is often suggested that a change in our diets would result in a far more sustainable planet. In this episode, we will explore the reasons behind this rationale and explore whether this proposed solution has any basis in reality. Carlos, cue the intro music. Welcome to Viable Underdogs, where we try and teach you some cool stuff and hopefully encourage everyone to become a bit more sustainable. My name is John, with me as always is Carlos, the legend that keeps everything running smoothly here. This is episode number 4. Today we're chatting about a fairly known suggestion to sustainability, the vegetarian and vegan lifestyle, and we will try to cover the topic in a fairly neutral manner. Before I go any further, I want to make sure that everyone knows that it's not my intent to offend any particular groups. Obviously, our diets are a very divisive topic. However, as this is often a suggestion for humans to become more sustainable and to fight the impacts of climate change, it's important to explore the issue. If I had to choose three things I think are universally enjoyed across every single country and culture on Earth, it would be music, humor, and food. We may not necessarily agree that every food is delicious, or that every type of music is enjoyable, or even that every joke is funny, including some of the jokes that we make here. But I think you would be hard-pressed to find a place on this globe where a culture didn't take immense pride in their food and music. And while jokes themselves may not be universal, laughter is. After all, the oldest recorded joke found to date was in ancient Sumeria, dating back over 4,000 years. It was a fart joke. And as much as I'd like to do an entire episode on fart jokes, because I'm a man-child, today we're focusing on food. Agriculture and livestock are a fairly large portion of greenhouse gas emissions. As well as being a source of other sustainability issues, such as deforestation to make room for livestock, overfishing of the world's oceans, or methane production from cattle. Yep, we're still talking about farts. We'll go more in depth in the previous examples in later episodes, but today I really just want to touch on agriculture livestock in general and whether changing our food diets is a viable option. There are varying statistics on just how much impact agriculture and livestock has on greenhouse gas emissions, but overall it seems to be somewhere around 20%, which is significant, particularly if the estimates that put it at a higher number end up being correct. So obviously something needs to be done to mitigate this to some degree. From that number, meat in general appears to be a large source of the problem, more specifically beef. Although all sources of meat do contribute, beef appears to contribute the most. So, would transitioning the world's primary food diets towards more vegetarian and vegan diets help to offset a large amount of greenhouse gas emissions? Probably. But the important question to ask is, is this a realistic solution? The reason I brought up the universality of food, humor, and music earlier was to illustrate the point that for many people, food is a source of identity, culture, and joy. And when this is the case, drastic change can become almost impossible. On top of this, 
the majority of people who quickly change to a restrictive diet end up giving it up over the long term, and the vegetarian and vegan diets are no different. In fact, a significant portion of vegetarian and vegans revert back to their old meat-eating ways. One study even put this number over 80%. Even if the numbers are off, it's probably not that difficult to believe that restrictive diets are typically not sustainable in the long term, despite what the billion-dollar fad diet industry may want us to believe. This is certainly not to put anyone down. Drastically changing a diet and maintaining it sustainably in the long term is quite a challenge. Even those that succeed would probably mention how hard it is. What is more sustainable is a less drastic change. Reduction instead of all-out elimination. Whether that be one meal a week, one day a week, or however else you may prefer. Most of us can probably benefit from eating more fruits and vegetables anyway. This can also have the added advantages of saving a bit of cash since meat can be quite pricey and probably be a bit better for your health and the environment. Here are some takeaways to hopefully prevent some unwanted hate mail. If you feel like you want to go vegetarian or vegan and can make it a long-term sustainable choice, all the power to you. Many vegans and vegetarians do just that and actually never go back to eating meat. If you're trying to encourage other people in your life to eat less meat, do your best to make it less of an all-or-nothing choice. Even one meal a week, like I said before, is a step in the right direction. And when you are trying to encourage others, don't forget that there are a wide variety of advantages and not just one. We're all different and we all have different motivators. Whether that be the welfare of the animals, the cost savings by reducing meat consumption, or the health benefits with eating more hearty veggies not to mention being a bit more sustainable for the planet. If you feel like steak is absolutely delicious and refuse to change, I'd still encourage you to try out some amount of reduction, even if it's just the one meal a week. If we all did that, it would still make impactful change. And if you all out refuse, there are other ways to become more sustainable. Everyone's circumstances are different, and everyone can make a difference in their own way. For you diehard carnivores, there are actually some other sustainable forms of meat being developed, and we'll make sure to cover those in another episode as well. That's all I've got. Until we meet again. Thanks for listening. As always, please share and forward this podcast. The first step towards realistic sustainability is in knowledge and discussion. And this can't happen without everyone's input. Please send any questions, comments, or hate mail to viableunderdogs at gmail.com. Our intro music is composed by Mark Kronowski and the music currently playing by Jonathan Atkinson. We intend to get a website up and running in the near future. Until then, you can check out more on the Paris Agreement and climate change at the United Nations website at unfccc.int.